G'day golfers. Ever found yourself redirecting blame and making excuses after having an absolute shocker on a golf course? I know that I have. Range was closed, I was a little cold, didn't warm up, I hit it in those three old divots. Then we have the podcast for you. We focus on how to fundamentally own your swing. Strike it pure and consistently shoot in the 70s. Be it if you're a weekend hack, retired and playing daily, a school phenom or a tour professional. We present and discuss facts and physics pertaining to golf, trying to keep our ego and opinion at bay. We dispel myths such as keep your head down, bend your knees, or my all-time favourite game improvement irons. So stop drinking that mythical Kool-Aid and have a sip of ours. I think you'll find it both inspiring and refreshing. I'm Scott Young, founder of Swing, PGA professional and ex-tour player. And together with physical therapist Dr. Sean Joyce, Welcome to Pivot the Path. G'day golfers and welcome. We had a bit of a balmy 31 degrees, SJ. Good morning. Yeah, how good are you? morning. First snow in New York City, I think two years, 700 days how or something how, like that. how many inches do we have out there right now? Not mm, much, right? In the city, not much. An inch max, probably. So we drove down. We had a, it was, drive was a bit dodgy, to be honest, but yeah. that's okay. Uh, got here in the end. People, people driving in snow. I mean, I'm an Aussie, so I haven't had a, but I've been here, what, 17 years? Yeah. Uh, people are crazy. Yeah, it, it really weeds out the, uh, the the good from the bad drivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd same thing in, when I were to school in Kentucky. If if there is even you know a dusting on the forecast, people go clear out the milk, clear out the bread at the grocery, and they just stay in. Kentucky gets yeah. snow rarely, 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 and rarely. so they just shut it down. Yeah, solid, yeah. solid. How's your week? Good, good Real week. Good week. Busy. Everyone's you know gearing up for the. The warmer weather around here to, to play a better golf. Yeah, it's we've, fun to we've see noticed. Things. And this week, explain, you just said to me about 10 minutes ago, I wanted to hit some balls yesterday, but the bastards were in here yeah, practicing. It's a good problem to have for us. But, <laughs> good uh, problem to have, absolutely. Yeah, not good for my game, but for swing good. News from the fairways. What have we got this week? We had uh, Grayson Murray, first time yeah. winner in seven years. Yeah, playoff. Victory. Well, since his last win, rather. Yeah, which you always love when it goes to a playoff. I love a decent playoff. And you know yeah. what we try to do as we all know now is that this is our spin on things and mm. i thought the playoff gracing was just phenomenal again yeah. just the same same mental guy yeah yeah that well, birdie you can't he tell made. the difference because um, surely he's got to be nervous as can be first but. win in seven years i mean grayson murray he was so calm and calculated that up and down he got on on 18 to make the playoff the yeah. guy was so crucial and so clutch and so calm and Obviously, uh, Keegan Bradley's a, a local guy from Long Island. Yeah. I don't know Keegan. Uh, never played with him. Yeah. But he's very jittery. Oh, I yeah. mean, he's walking back and I mean, forward. I mean, it seems and, to probably, as the years have gone on, get a little bit worse, I'd it say. It seems to be a little neurotic. Like Billy Horshaw has a bit of that, you know, especially with putts. Yeah. You know, a little bit of that kind of shuffling going yeah. on. But I don't know. I mean, I, look, he's far better than we are. He's, he's exempt. <laughs> he's a major winner. But yeah. he's so... Um, He's so manic into yeah, the ball. Yeah, you got to think like under his pressure. His gears are turning. His gears are turning. Yeah. So good on Mr. Uh, Mr. Murray. I was a little bit surprised the commentator first thing he said was alcoholism and depression, but I guess right they, for it. Yeah. They, they're getting it out there, and I think yeah. that we all battle with it in some form in our families. Everyone has it, and mm -hmm. mostly. Um, and good on the guy. Like what a legend story. Yeah. Yeah, and you've got to imagine seven years between wins. That's huge. Um, there's been some ups and downs in that time. And I think everyone knows golf is, is kind of an up and down sport in a way where, 
you would know better than anyone actually playing on tour. People Seven find their years way without out a win. Or never do. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's like, that'd be like you having years without treating anyone successfully just <laughs> to wake up every day and go, you know, this is my week. This is my week. Yeah. Um, so really well done, Grayson. We don't know you, mate, but absolutely kudos to you. You've, you've battled your demons and uh, you had your lovely bride there and, and they seem to be a very tight unit. And it was just, yeah. a, uh, just a great story as a, as a battler out there myself, I, I just love the battler stories. Yeah. Really so for cool. you, when you were playing, did you have any major, you know, high and low points or, or a slump, as they would say? Well, I didn't have a lot of PGA wins. So, uh, you know what? I Because of my knees, I was just so thankful to be out there, to be yeah. honest. I mean, okay. I've been to some dark places with my legs and wheelchairs. And yeah. so I, I just loved it. Yeah. I mean, it was a challenge. Awesome. Um, I wouldn't say that I... Looking back, I would have loved some more wins, but yeah. I don't think I had the tools in the tool bag to give me those. Interesting. So in super young years, obviously played some sport, but then the adolescent, I didn't. So I didn't have that experience to draw back on, which, you know, is what it is. Yeah. Stuff if you're learning as you go, because anytime you see, you know, guys win, if they've done it before, no matter how long it's been, they always talk about, oh, I've been there before. <laughs> I knew I could do it. Yeah, well, I mean, but he's breaking through. I imagine it's really hard. To he's do, but thirty after seven years. That's like doing insane. It again for the first time. So he's won when he's twenty three. Wow. That says to me that he's a phenomenal golfer. Yeah, PGA two in at twenty three. That's insane. Yeah. So obviously the kid can play golf, and now he's thirty. He's battled his demons and come yeah, out the other side. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Good on you, mate. Hope you hope you continue, and maybe a majors in your way. That the difference between Grayson and Keegan, it's in those two wedge shots. The actual tone and the way they carry themselves into mm -hmm. it. Uh, Gracing was just boom, all business, hit it to what four feet, low ball flight. Yeah. And uh, Keegan had his back and forth and back and forth and like he's a he's he's boxing almost. And it was just I think he hit it to about thirty feet, which yeah. he he could put a hundred balls down there the next day and he'd hit it to two feet all day long. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, Mr. Bradley just his his team have to just quiet that noise a yeah. little bit. Yeah. I mean, for us, it's a big call. We're sitting in a nice yeah, office right. <laughs> Monday quarterbacking, but he certainly is extremely manic in his pre-shot routine. Yeah, it's which just I think, like a lot of clutter mentally. Yeah, he's on. just got to quiet yeah. that down a little bit. And then the other interesting thing that uh, the beautiful boss producer here mentioned to us was the Swedish study that came out this week that uh, golfers who walk – reduce their death rate by about 40%. So we are on the money yeah. with our walking golf. We're on to something. Yeah, important distinction. It's it's not just all golfers, but those who walk. Yes. One would presume the cart who have their six vodkas, yeah. death rate maybe not comes down. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but that but that's that was from about 300,000 study. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty impressive. That uh, and, and it also said the better the golfer, the lower the death rate, I thought, which interesting. was interesting. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. And I mean, also too, depending on, you know, what course you're playing, it can actually be considered proper exercise. You know? Oh, for sure. There's um, a lot of hills up in the Westchester. and Yeah, when we were at Sleepy, I mean, there's some big hills we're yeah. walking and thankfully someone was carrying our bags. But um, yeah, that's always, that's, I'm not, I haven't been brought up with that. So that's always a luxury yeah. for me, but it's, it's a little full on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What do you think about caddies? I'm a bit of a hoof your own bad guy. I like to as well. Yeah. I, I always feel bad in a sense. And I, right now, well, thankfully this has just changed, but I particularly heavy bag. Yeah. I was like, oh, poor guy. Oh, All yeah. SJ had this. I'm like, dude, what is that? <laughs> so he got you a nice lightweight yeah, swing bag. Yeah. Now we're good to go. I'll feel less guilt. But yeah. um, 
The other thing with uh, um, decreased death rate and all of that, would you argue as well that you think golfers also shoot lower scores if they walk as compared to those in carts? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree there a little bit mm-hmm. because I think – sorry, that's coming from my point of view of golf pros. Yeah, the okay. amount of times – and again, because I hadn't played a lot of golf, I wanted to walk, but all my mates played in carts. Okay. And the amount of times I played with guys like Bowditch or Chudin, shout out Chudes, they would play in a golf cart in uh-huh. two hours and shoot eight under. Okay. So I think – in a golf pro, because the cart quickens them up, they think less and they okay. react more. And just a bit of a rhythm. And a bit of a rhythm. Okay. Even though when they're playing on tour, you, you like I used to play with guys who would play in two hours yeah. all day long. Oh, that's amazing. But it's speed golf. But then when you're playing a golf tournament, it's four hours, four hours, yeah, 15. Yeah, a little different. And so I was always a bit of a control freak that, well, if I'm going to play in four and a half hours, four hours, 15, I should practice in four hours, 15. Yeah. And all my mates played in golf carts. And so it was more, let's get more holes in, in a short amount of time. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't, but if the average Joe, I don't know. Great question. We should look at that. don't know. Just a thought. I would strongly recommend that you walk uh, just for your lower back yeah. and for your pelvis and hips. Yep. Stay but, warm. Yeah. Stay warm. And then uh, what, what we also loved this week was shout out to the Buffalo Bills Mafia, which is what you and I are trying to build in here. We're trying to build a community around improvement and those, those, that Bills Mafia. And too. we're going to have to get some picnic tables in here for them to smash. And then we'll have, we'll have it. They must yeah. have cleared. How many seats are we talking? 100,000? 80,000? Yeah. In uh, minus humongous. 20 degrees. I mean, it was yeah. minus two today, 30 degrees yeah. Fs. Did you see they, they put a travel ban on? Um, around Buffalo where they didn't want people leaving their house and getting in trouble unless you were going to the stadium to clear That's it. That's awesome. Yeah, That's an exception. Awesome. So. What's the quarterback's name? Uh, Josh, Josh uh, Allen? Josh Allen, yeah. So that, that touchdown he scored where he's just got the whole hands up, I'm like, that guy's king. He, <laughs> yeah. That was an um, or 52 yards, I think, from memory. Yeah. So we, uh, we, have, we got a soft box for the uh, Bills, I think, last time they – no, they've never won. They've mm-hmm. never won a Yeah, a, I don't think NFL. so. Uh, Super Bowl. So I would, that's a bit of a Cinderella story. We, we're obviously a big Taylor Swizzle fan. So we got three daughters and I think she's awesome. Um, and, and poor old Kelsey from the, the Phillies oh, yeah. got kicked out. So we were kind of hoping it was going to be a Kelsey final. Oh, interesting. For a bit of, you know, Taylor Swift. Yeah, Swiss, yeah, of course. Swift, uh, memorability. But so Kelsey number, big brothers out. Yeah. They got demolished. Yeah. I didn't catch that game. Oh, I got the little half. Like it of did it. not go well. Yeah, it didn't go well. Uh, so that, that's always interesting. And that leads us to how we and what we wanted to talk about today. So SJ and I were watching the, the tour last week and they snapshotted to Will Zalatoris getting an adjustment in 20, 2022 when he won that yeah. PGA Tour event. Yeah, yeah. And you said, oh my God, that's horrific, getting an adjustment on a fairway. And I, I, and, and I've, my L3, L4s got permanent disgeneration. And, you know, I played on tour unfortunately popping a lot of Advil because I didn't know how to manage my back pain and nearly at 50, my back pain's almost zero. So it really affects, we don't know what the number is of golfers, but lower back pain has to affect a good majority of golfers and just the population generally. Yeah. I mean, in here, the number one complaint or issue we see with people in terms of pain playing golf is lower back, I'd yeah. say, hands down. 
Um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, is it golfer's elbow? And it's like, that was just a term that was coined. You don't see that kind of stuff that often, actually. It's, totally. it's all kind of lower back is, is really where a lot of the so we, problems lie. Will, Will's playing this week. I think he's off at, you said, one o'clock-ish on Thursday. Yeah, he's back in on Thursday. And yeah. it, I mean, he played the hero, but that's a bit of a joke tournament. 16 guys, 17 guys. Yeah. So this is his first tournament since spinal surgery. So what we yep. thought we'd love to do is just explain a little bit about how the lower back and pelvis function, mm -hmm. uh, SJ's job, and explain, hopefully Will plays well. We'd love to see yeah, him play well. great to see him come back and stay healthy. Stay healthy. Explain a little bit. he was playing unbelievable golf when he had the injury. Yeah, so he won the- Finally won, and he was so close so many times. Came, came runner-up in three majors. Yep, yep. Uh, and we just wanted to talk a little bit about his technique. Uh, obviously, he's a TPI Titleist guy. I think we certainly have discussed it a little bit this morning just as we were opening. Mm -hmm. And as we're setting all this up, we'd love to get our, our hands on some of these PGA Tour guys. We think we approach it a little differently. But So why don't we start with what he, what he had done. Maybe we start with a little bit of golf technique yeah. and then leads to movement. So yeah, sure. in Will... His what there's three things that basically affect ball flight, and it's face path and low point, and speed obviously affects distance. So face and path, we've talked to death. Low point is basically for a right-handed golfer, your lead shoulder, your left shoulder, right at the left shoulder joint is basically the lowest point the club travels. And Will has a tendency to hang back mm -hmm. and really hit up on driver. He bombs it at 330, yeah. 340 for I think a he was young kid. In the top 15 longest before getting hurt on tour. Inside. average. And with his irons, he basically hangs back, spins his torso, and holds the face off a little. So his side bend, so I'm on obviously on camera here, he tilts to his right-hand side. For a right-handed golfer, he's basically wedging his right elbow into his right lower rib cage mm -hmm. through impact. And that's an absolute recipe for disaster physiologically. So I think his golf swing ball flight, again, he hangs back. So his point of tangency is always going to be behind a little more. My philosophy of teaching is getting someone to cover the ball. Will hangs back a bit. When you hang back, the face points a little left. But then he holds it off, which he probably hits it pretty straight a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But the, the downside is his lower back. Yeah. So and, and when you say point of me. tangency, what do you mean by that? So a club face, if, if I may talk in a, in a right-handed golfer, a club face for most golfers, unless you're trying to do a crazy shot, even if you're coming outside in a little bit, the club face will have a tendency to face right mm -hmm. on the way down. So it's got a declining angle, an angle that's moving down to the ground, the club face, yep. and the face is pointing a little right. Now, the club will hit the ground where your sternum is. So I teach into a vest. I teach teaching with a vest here. So where my zipper is, my chin, my nose, my sternum mm -hmm. is verbatim pretty well where the club hits the ground first. Okay, yep. And then the club actually, believe it or not, continues to work downwards on a mm -hmm. downward angle. So a divot comes from, right? Divot comes after the ball if your sternum's ahead of the ball. And then at the left shoulder, the club stops moving right and down. And at the left shoulder for a right-handed golfer, the club starts moving up and to the left. Mm -hmm. So the tangency of the circle, down and right, up and left, is your lead shoulder. Will hangs back as a trend, not always, but he's. I've watched a lot of video over him the last couple of years. 
He's hanging back, which is going to trend the face to move left. And then he doesn't release his hands too much. Mm -hmm. So the face and path are going to be pretty straight. He's going to hit it straight a lot. Yeah, yeah. But that issue is that compression. That compression. So over, over, over to you, boss. What, what, why is that detrimental? Because the ball flight in theory works. Yeah. His driver, he's hitting up more than I like. I like hitting down on my driver, but the guys who bomb it the longest certainly hit up two or three degrees. Yeah. So he's definitely hitting up, holding his face open. Yeah. But that side bend, and a lot of golfers in here, we see it. So what, yeah, what's so going on there? It's, so the issue is not necessarily the result of the ball flight. And like we said, he was playing some unbelievable golf leading up to this injury. Um, it's more just that compression on the discs in the lower back. So with that amount of side bend, and if anyone listening has has seen Will Zalatoris' swing, especially in slow motion, I mean, he's got some crazy movement going on with yeah. how far back he is, right? Like you said, that side bend, and then a big, strong push off of that back leg. Yeah. So when you think of you know his body, lumbar discs there, right in the middle, he's getting this huge push from the back leg upwards, and then his upper body on top of that has got that side bend and hang back so compression down the thing right in the middle of those two compressive forces so do we want so if we always use our little spine here Mm -hmm. and these little red dots which we're showing on youtube is showing how the disc so what is a disc i think most people don't know what a disc is yeah i think you know when people talk about the spine and what's going on, there's some confusion sometimes. Yeah, why don't we clean up some So the stuff. discs are what's in between your bones. So you have your vertebrae, the bones, right? 25 of them up your spine. And the lumbar facet joints are pretty big compared to the other parts of the yeah, spine. Yeah, and a different orientation too, so which dictates how they should or shouldn't move. Um, but the disc is in between. So it, it's in there to, you know, absorb compressive like a forces. a shock absorber. So the bones aren't moving on top of bones. Um, but of course, depending on how your spine moves, it's going to put pressure in certain parts of the disc um, or relieve pressure. And this lower back area is where, you know, typically you see those big injuries. Why is that? Um, well, part of it is just, like we said, the set orientation and how the spine should move. So your lumbar spine doesn't do a lot of rotation. Yeah. It's not designed for it. It's more of a little a bit of flex and extend, but a lot of stability, big, robust bones. They're bigger than the rest. It's not meant to be a center of rotation. That's what we've got hips for. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But the issue is when hips down here, lower body center of rotation, as I often refer to it, and then your thoracic spine, the upper center of rotation, uh, when one of those things is not moving, oftentimes your body will draw from the lower back to make up for that. But uh, sometimes, and we see this all the time, the upper and lower center of rotation are both restricted. And so the lower back is doing its original job of stabilizing. But then also it's trying to rotate and make up for what's not happening in the other areas. Yeah, I mean, I look at Will Zalatoris, which is similar to JT. And as you said, I think Will doesn't have a big butt. So therefore, his ability to stabilize and separate probably diminishes. I'd be working on his backside, getting some strength through there. But with Will and JT, as you describe absolutely bloody perfectly, they push off that back leg. And if you notice, Will gets right up on his toes Mm -hmm. My gut feeling is because he doesn't posteriorly tilt. Now, a posterior tilt is when the pelvis, like you said with last week with the bucket of water, tucks underneath through impact. And because Will, I think, lacks some posterior tilt, and as he's actually at the top of his golf swing, his arch in his lower back, his first move is to arch his lower back. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at Will's lower back, lumbar spine at the top of the golf swing it's got a slight curve and then his first move is this big anterior tilt arch of his lower back Mm -hmm. it's almost impossible for him to then go into posterior tilt he does he posteriorly tilts well 
but it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. And then as he pushes up into his toes, I've noticed that his left foot starts square and then really rotates up and open, which suggests that his left hip is crazy tight because his foot, his left foot at address is pretty square and then through impact it splays open just because of the force that he's creating. So I'm not sure why his coach doesn't open his left foot a little more. That's interesting to think. But um, like you mentioned with that really big anterior tilt in terms of expansion in the, the spine and then going into the, the posterior tilt, that's something I see all the time. I think is a big influence on these lumbar disc injuries mm. is when you live in that anterior tilt and a lot of spinal extension. So if you think of someone who has a really, really arched back, mm. If you live that way, it puts a lot of compressive force on the posterior aspect of the disc. Posterior being the backside. The backside, yeah. Right? So as you're going through in you know daily life or even when you're working out playing golf, you're putting a lot of compression on that posterior disc. It starts to degenerate a bit. What we see in Will is that he starts in a pretty neutral posture. Here's his backswing. Now his first move is to go into this crazy anterior yeah. tilt. This is all that posterior compression. That's crazy. And then he's got to tuck under. But... You can imagine if he's in a pretty neutral lower back spine, gets to the top of his swing and then starts posteriorly tilting, it's a lot easier. But he's in neutral pretty well at address. He has his back swing and then he goes into this crazy anterior tilt and then he's generating. I mean, his club speed for a, for a young, you know, young kid is insane. Yeah. And then he's got to go from this arch to, to tuck. Yeah, so, so he really goes both ends of the spectrum. Which gets back to what you were talking about last week about you should live somewhere in the middle of your spine. Yeah, and when when you go through something like a golf swing, I mean, you've really got to coil up and create a big turn. So you should be going through, you know, full range of motion in, in some aspects of it. Um, but where some of the problem lies is like where I was just talking about previously with when you live in that extended state and you're, you're compressing that posterior disc a lot. Uh, it starts to break down and get a little bit weaker. And then so what does that mean? What do you mean breakdown? So let's talk about when you bulge a disc, What mm -hmm. actually? I think people actually think they their bone spurs out. Yeah. Like, seriously. So yeah. how about we just talk super basic basic macro? Yeah, what so do you do when you, you bulge a disc? You can think of the disc, disc as like, you know, more, kind of like a gelatinous jelly type structure. So a it shock compresses, absorber. bends, shock absorbs. Yes. Okay. So um, when you actually herniate a disc, you break the integrity of that, you know, disc itself looking like the shape of a disc and it starts to shoot and push out um, in some direction. Now it can go any of the ways, you know, it's a circular thing, but sure. where the big issues in the nerve pain comes from is that posterior herniation where it pushes into the nerve root. So if we turn side on for the camera, wheels like this at impact, so yeah. one could imagine that his disc is I mean, being... This has a herniation right yeah. here. <laughs> you see that red dot? That's kind of it. But like I was saying with that posterior, all that extension, when you live there and it breaks down the back of it, the actual injuries most of the time for the herniations that cause that radiating pain and all of that come from an actual flexion Interesting. Um, movement. So it's when you have that weakness of the, the disc in the back and then you do something under load or very quickly where you flex forward, it shoots the pressure into that posterior disc and then it can herniate outwards. So something as simple as Will can hit a drive 340 yards go to tie shoelaces and it's the tying of the shoelaces that can be the trigger. Yes, but the actual tying of the shoelaces isn't the real issue. It's that previous yeah, it's and the it can hours happen for and a long, long time that posterior yeah. disc is getting you know, compressed and eventually weaker to where it's vulnerable for tying your shoe. Or the big one I get is people changing their sheets on their bed. Interesting. That awkward that bend reach, forward and that makes sense. Disc. 
and they say, how is my back so weak or fragile? And you're like, it's actually not. It's been getting hammered for years. So and it finally just last strawberry. So this is back. fascinating. This is completely unscripted. So I remember, so I, I had lower back degeneration. I played on tour with my lower back with, with disc bulge weekly. Mm -hmm. One of the worst incidents I had, I was living at Sunshine Beach, which for anyone who ever gets the chance, go to Sunshine Beach. Sounds Great, lovely. Greatest postcode on the face of the earth. It's in <laughs> Noosa, which is just north of the Gold Coast. Shout out to my sister in the Goldie. Uh, and Noosa is just exquisite. So I could look out my bedroom window and I'd be surfing in about 26 seconds. Oh, like it was insane. I remember coming home and it was a good six to seven foot. So we're talking 10 foot face. And I must have surfed that thing for about two and a half hours before I'd go hit balls for seven or eight hours. And then I remember sitting in the couch and just as you said, changing the sheets and our couch was horrible. So I was really arched as I sat there. And when I went to get the remote control, mm -hmm. my lower back spasmed. And I yeah. thought to myself, I'm a 25, six, seven, whatever, however old I was. I've just surfed three hours in huge waves and I do my back getting on my remote control. That's, yeah. and I never understood. And, this was one of the reasons I built Swing was when I went to the, the spinal surgeon back in Australia, he never explained it. And so I never understood it. And so what I love about what we're doing here is, and certainly today with the podcast, this is going to be a little technical, but it's really important because most people, 40% of the population have lower back pain. I don't know what the figure is. Yeah, so there's a bunch of research around this and, um, you know, sometimes it can be taken out of context, but kind of in general right now, there's some research saying that if between the ages of 30 and 50, about 30 people have some sort of disc degeneration Out of 100. disorder. Um, just 30%. Oh, 30%. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's a significant that's a lot piece of, people. of the population walking around. That's the majority of the people we've seen here in that kind of 30 yeah. to 50 age range. Um, and some people, you know, may have that disc degeneration, something going on, have no pain. There's also a big... Um, piece of, of people who have issues that if you MRI that you can see, oh, this is going on, but then they have no pain going on. So in that 30% that have the disc degeneration, um, you know, it's a spectrum, right? So some people have structural issues in their spine, feel no pain, uh, would never think twice about it. And other people have no issues, um, you know, from an objective standpoint. And will appears to be very anteriorly tilted. Lots yeah. of curve. Yeah. So there's some people actually have issues or, or don't have structural issues, but then they feel tons of pain. Sure. So it's all eventually comes down to how you move, how you feel and what you're using to generate your motion. Uh, because the unfortunate thing is, you know, if you get an injury and you get an MRI and it says, okay, you have disc issues, they never go back and check if it's still there once you've gone through maybe rehab or whatever it may be. Yeah. So let's talk about there. that. So what did Will have done? So uh, he had a microdiscectomy, which is they go in and clean up and take out the pieces of the disc that were herniated and pushing into his nerve. So we've got bone, disc, bone. So yep. the disc, the 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 cut, the um, fluid sac gets pushed out, and they just what lop it off. And they just yeah yeah clean up the parts. To, so then there's no give longer anything pushing into his nerve on the nerve, right? So yeah. that that hole, and the reason we we brought this up was because the the, the Golf Channel and PGA Tour, you know showed him getting adjusted on a golf course whilst he won that uh 2022 saint jude mm -hmm. one should never get adjusted during a sport where you're explosive it's the months previously that you should change so if i don't i'm going to put you on the spot here mm -hmm. uh chiropractors versus physical therapists that's always a, a long-winded conversation i know you manipulate where you need to but 
would it be correct for a layman, not someone with medical uh, experience, but one could look at a chiropractic approach and say you're not really fixing the problem if only you're adjusting to get the person better in the now. We, we should, you certainly take a step back and go, well, let's fix the whole problem here. That's kind of the idea, but of course, I mean, this is, uh, there's a lot different. of complexity to the sure. debate here. And I think when we were talking about the clip that we had seen with um, the adjustment on course, um, we don't really know exactly what they were getting sure. at. It looked sure. like a thoracic one, but we know his issue was in the, the lumbar spine. So I think just in that point in time, unless they just want to get him through the tournament, um, Which at the won. sacrifice of, yeah, exactly, his body, then, you know, there's not much you can do. You can't fix a, a disc herniation yeah. in a split second, of course. Sure, sure. So maybe there's a way to give him a little bit of relief where he can get through the actual, you know, final round. But, um, you know, as we now haven't seen him play golf for a number, number of months, uh, it takes a long time to kind of calm down first these disc injuries, whether you have surgery or not and then rebuild in a way that you're not going to be... So someone like Will, who had the disectomy, you could actually argue that if you just pump the brakes, it should, the disc may, not always, but the disc may or may actually return to its original form. Sometimes, sometimes it depends sometimes on the severity not. of it. You sure. know, sometimes they say we got no other option but just to operate. Yeah. Um, and of course, he's also thinking of probably beyond the context of golf, but he knows one day he won't be playing professional golf. He wants to make sure his life, he can, if he has kids later, pick them up, play with them, that kind of stuff. Sure, so, sure. Sure, there was a lot that went into the decision to go ahead and have surgery. Um, you know, there's kind of debate about whether discs actually heal. But like I was saying, you very rarely get an opportunity to go back and MRI again after you feel good or have supposedly healed. Sure. So you don't really know a lot of times. So use pain as a not. guide. So that's where we, I know the doctors pushed me very intently into a uh, into steroids and to, to calm my lower back down. But I actually buffered that and said, but I, I think pain's important for me because it tells me when I'm doing something incorrectly. Yeah, it gives you feedback. Gives and, you um, feedback. You know, as we were talking about earlier, you know, this has been a bit more technical today, but to just make it a little bit easier, the big takeaway for a lot of people is if you get your hips moving properly, if you get your thoracic spine moving properly, so the areas where we want all of your rotation or most of it coming from in your swing, then lower back has to do less good chance. If you do have lower back issues um, or even if you don't, it's not going to become an issue because you're rotating where you should and not borrowing from places that's not designed. to. Rotate. Yeah, I know that I was one of the probably the main reason why I built swing was I was so frustrated with the medical family that they didn't look at me in a macro point. They just looked at my knees or my lumbar spine L45. Yeah. What they should have done is said, Scott, you have no stability. You are never using your glutes and you're using your lower back to rotate, yeah. which is what I see Zalatoris doing. So I, hopefully his golf pros got him using more hips than lower back. And if you if you've got issues out there, just make sure you're not getting that crack, and then you you're back to to same old same old. Yeah. Create a path of understanding of what you need to do, yeah. and make sure you do little things often. Yeah, get to the source of get it. Get to and the source. Will said a couple of really interesting things in his interview, which one was he's had to become really aware of how his whole body is connected. Yeah, you know, shoulder issue or like we talked about that big drop and all of this can affect what's going on in your hips, your lower back, all of that. Um, then the other thing he mentioned, which I find interesting, was when he talked about his actual injury and where he thought it came from after working with people to fix it, was that it was primarily a sequencing issue and that his turn and when he pushed off of his back leg was later yeah. than most people. So 
Imagine he's got that big side bend already, and then he has a big push from right that back leg. leg. Yeah, totally. Then something that's compressed is just getting even more hammered. And he's got speed, so we know oh. that compressive force is big. It'd be really interesting to watch. I know he didn't play great at the hero, but first first tournament back, he's going to be a little ginger. I hope that he's pain for He seems like such a great kid. Mm -hmm. uh, I just hope that he just goes at it hard this week. Uh, I can't wait to see him play. I hope yeah. he uh, plays well. Feels It'd be good. lovely to, to see him win, actually. Yeah. I'd be curious to see if that, you know, huge sideburn we're talking about is is diminished at all. Yeah, or, I'm definitely going to watch. I don't yeah, watch a lot of uh, PGA Tour guys' videos because I'm, Unless I'm working with them, there's no yeah. real point. We we teach math in here and we teach, you know, understand physiology, understand how physiology relates to math. I'm never going to compare one of my golfers to Rory or Will or to whomever because until you know how they move, it's a waste of time. We just teach math. If I have to hit a high draw, it's, you know, face less than path. So I hope Will's team is taking a step back, looked at how much his lumbar spine's turning, which it shouldn't be. I would get him to open that left hip. Obviously, we'd test his left hip internal rotation, but opening that left foot will greatly reduce that uh, that need for lower back rotation. Hopefully, his team have got him uh, fired up this week. I hope he plays well. One o'clock, Will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll be out there Thursday, so yeah. excited to see how he does. Hopefully, he plays great and, and stays healthy. Beauty golfers, look, thanks for uh, listening to the Pivot the Path. And remember, your on-course enjoyment starts with the work you put into your entire game so you can absolutely own your swing. So keep moving, keep swinging. See you next time. Yeah, stay warm in New York here, and uh, we'll see you next week. Beautiful. And follow and like us and just pass it on to mates. We're trying to grow this good old community here. Yeah, Cheers. I appreciate the support. Thank you, guys.